In this week's Parsha, Parsha Shmini, we have a uh, most unusual episode, and that is a debate in Halacha, a debate in Jewish law between Moshe Rabbeinu and his brother Aaron HaKohen, Aaron the High Priest. And the story, the story is as follows. Um, this week's Parsha opens up with, it's the eighth day. The eighth day means that there were seven days of Hanukkah, of uh, the consecration of the Mishkan, of the tabernacle. Um, seven days in which they did the avodah, the service of the tabernacle every day, but it was sort of like almost like a practice run. But the eighth day, which was Rosh Chodesh Nisan, that's when they built, they erected the tabernacle, the Mishkan, to stay. And that's the day they brought the sacrifices and the divine fire came down from heaven. So uh, it was a wonderful day of celebration, the first day of the Mishkan, of that holy um, tabernacle that so much time was spent in the Torah discussing its preparation and building and so on and so forth. Yet, on that very same day, tragedy strikes, and Aaron, the Kohen Gadol, his two sons, Nadav and Avihu, die. They go into the Mishkan, they bring a sacrifice that they were not told to bring, and they pass away. In the middle of the festivities of the first day of the Mishkan. Now, the reason for that and that whole part of the story, I'm not going to get into now at all. However, this created an immediate halachic problem. And the reason is because... The halacha, the Jewish law, typically is that if the um, if an immediate relative of a coin or, or, or even uh, of a coin, immediate relative of a coin um, were to die, then this coin cannot continue to do the avoda in the Beis Hamikdash in the Mishkan. When one is what's called an onin in halacha, when an immediate relative passes away, one is called an onin, and there's many many halachas about an Onin, one who's just lost an immediate relative. And one of them would be that as a Kohen, his service would be disqualified. He could not serve that in the Beis HaMikdash. Now the ones doing the service here is Aaron and his sons, the remaining sons, the live sons, and they just lost their sons and brothers. Moshe Rabbeinu comes to them and tells them, so said Hashem, that today, because of the uniqueness of the day, I want you to continue to do your avod, to do the service in the Mishamikdash. Everything should be done the same way. The sacrifices should be brought, should be consumed, should be eaten. Everything should be done, although you are an onin. That's what Moshe tells Aaron. As the parsha unfolds, Moshe comes into the Mishkan and he sees that one of the sacrifices that they brought is being burnt up outside. In other words, they disqualified it. And Moshe gets upset. He tells Aaron, didn't I tell you that nothing was to be disqualified today? Didn't I tell you that even though you're an Onain and even though you just lost your, your son, then everything should continue, the sacrifices should be eaten? Why then is this one sacrifice, why was it disqualified, why is it burning outside? Aaron turns to Moshe and gives him the following explanation and rationale. And Aaron says, you know, there's different types of sacrifices that we were meant to bring today. There are the sacrifices that were unique for today. Because today is the first day of the Mishkan. Today is the first day of the um, of the sacrifices that were brought by the by the heads of the tribes. But then there was also the sacrifice that we brought today that wasn't unique to today. It was what's called Kadshe Doros, a sacrifice that would be brought at, throughout history on this day. Because today is Rosh Chodesh, and we brought the sacrifice that's Rosh Chodesh of Rosh Chodesh. And therefore, says Aaron to Moshe. Of course, I heard what you said, that today things should not be disqualified because of the uniqueness of the day. I understood that that refers to sacrifices that are uniquely for today. A sacrifice that's uniquely for today has that special mitzvah that today is different, today is unique. And therefore, the sacrifices that are unique to today, we did not disqualify. 
The one that we did disqualify is the one that's not unique to today. The one that's for all generations to come. The one that's a general plain, so to speak, generational sacrifice. That I did not feel that the special mitzvah applies to that. Moshe listens to Aaron and he says, you know what? I think you're right. Moshe accepts what Aaron says. It makes sense to him. Uh, and he agrees. He, he, uh, he admits to Aaron. That's the simple story of the Torah, the halachic part of the story, the halachic angle of this debate between Moshe and Aaron. Now, as again we've discussed numerous times, every part of Torah has its basic, simple meaning, but then there's so many levels and layers of understanding and depth and especially lessons that can be learned and understood from this. So what's the idea here? Why were they arguing? Why did Moshe assume one way? Why did Aaron assume the other? Um, to, to take this a step deeper, really what's going on here is Moshe doesn't see differences between a sacrifice that's just for now versus a sacrifice that's for the generations. What's the difference? Hashem said today is different. Hashem said today the mitzvah is that all the sacrifices should go on as usual. Aaron differentiates. Aaron says there's the sacrifices that are unique to today and the sacrifices that are not unique to today. They're for all the generations. For some reason, Aaron distinguishes between something that's just today versus something that's for the generations, Moshe Rabbeinu does not. Why? Says the Rebbe. Let's think about who's Moshe, who's Aaron, what do they represent? Moshe is, of course, the ultimate teacher of Torah to the Jewish people, the one who brings to us the Torah from Hashem. Torah is the word of Hashem that's unchangeable. Because Hashem is unchangeable, because Hashem is eternal, because Hashem is unlimited, always there, always perfect, unchangeable. And Moshe Rabbeinu is the vehicle for Hashem's Torah to this world. Moshe Rabbeinu represents that which is eternal and unchangeable. Who's Aaron? Aaron, as we know, is known as the great lover of the Jewish people. The one who pursued peace. The one who pursued, uh, pursued love between people. People are changeable. People are imperfect. People aren't eternally in one way. People change. People um, are in a state of flux. Aaron is the people's person. Moshe is Hashem's person, if you will. Again, Moshe's, Moshe stands for Hashem, stands for the word of Hashem. Aaron stands for the people. What can I do for them? How can I help them? And herein lies the source of their difference. Moshe represents the eternal. Eternal truths don't change. And therefore, when Moshe sees sacrifice, he doesn't make distinctions between a sacrifice that's just good for today, a sacrifice that's generational. Whatever is true today is true always. Whatever is true always is true today from Moshe Rabbeinu's perspective, which is the perspective of godliness, of Hashem Himself. And Aaron sees things differently. Aaron see, sees things from the human component, from the, from the component of, yes, there's changes, there's differences between today and next year. People behave a certain way today, next year changes. And therefore, when he sees different types of sacrifices, they're very different in his eyes, a generational one and one that's just for today. But here it gets even more interesting. At the end, Moshe agrees to Aaron. He says, I think you're right. What does that mean? If Moshe represents eternal truth and therefore the lack of change, how then can he say, Aaron, you know what? Maybe you're right that there's a difference. And herein tells us the Rebbe lies a tremendous and powerful lesson for all of us. And that is that even unchangeable eternal truth has to be able to look at a human being and see that because they're imperfect and because they're in a state of flux, so there can be truth even if it's not eternal. 
In other words, even if it's changeable, even if it changes, at that moment, it could be a moment of truth. And that's what Aaron successfully explained to Moshe, so much so that Moshe accepted it. But let's talk about that on a very practical level for a moment to make sure we understand. And I want to talk about it both in a level of a person looking at themselves, and even more importantly, when, we, when we're looking and, and, and dealing with, with someone else. When we look at ourselves, sometimes we, we, we criticize ourselves and we say, okay, today I had a good day. Today I did what I wanted to. Today I lived up to my expectations, to Hashem's expectations of me. But what's its value if tomorrow I don't? Or yesterday I didn't? After all, if I would be fully truthful, then I would be perfect. Then every day would be right. If I would be truly committed to Hashem, then it wouldn't just be today that's good. Every day would be good. Or what if I'm davening? What if I'm praying, I'm davening, and I had some good moments during my davening where I was in focus and I was on top of it and I was feeling very inspired, but then I had some very weak moments. So one might come and say, well, if, if I would have been a real davener, if that would have been real, it would have been straight through. It would have been always. So we can be really harsh at our, uh, for, uh, um, <coughs> excuse me, on ourselves because it's not always. It's not unchangeable. And here's the lesson. The lesson is that at the moment that I tried hard, at the moment that I davened well, at the day that I had a good day, that was the truth. That was a truthful day, though it didn't carry through to every moment of the day or to every day of the week. Even more importantly, when we deal with another person, one might be on a certain level, a certain level that's more perfect than another. And therefore, one looks at the other and says, wow, that person is really not truthful because they're so imperfect because they're so changeable. You know, they have a good moment and then they have a bad moment. They do one good thing, but then they do a bad thing. And we have this tendency of discounting another person's level or service because we might be, for whatever reason, on a higher level. And therefore, we look down at that and say, that's not really truthful. And the truth is, any tzaddik, any, uh, any person of perfect holiness can look down at everyone else and say, they're all so imperfect. It's so untruthful, the type of avodah that they do. And here's the lesson that Aaron HaKoin, again, successfully told Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu, you represent perfection. You represent the unchangeable truth of Hashem and the Torah. That's great. But people aren't that way. And therefore, we have to be able to look at people and understand that at their moment of truth, that's true too. Moshe heard that. Moshe accepted that. That's the way we do have to look at another person. That's the way we have to look at ourselves. An understanding that our true moments, our good moments, our holy moments, are true, holy, and good, even if they don't carry through to the next moment. Because at this point, we might not be up to that level of that unchangeable truth, something to continue working on. Have a wonderful Shabbos.